Good morning and uh, welcome to Race Industry Now, the weekly webinar series from EPR Trade presented to you by ARP, Performance Plus Global Logistics, PIC, ShopMonkey, and Fifth Third Bank Motorsport. I am Francisque Savignan, the founder and CEO of EPR Trade, the global platform for the performance and racing industry. This is episode 357, and we're going to be talking with Wegner Automotive. With me this morning are Judy Kin, the co-founder of uh, ePortrait, and a wonderful host, Mr. Jeff Hammond. Judy. Thank you, Francisque, and thank you everybody for joining today. I am personally excited to have Wegner Automotive on. They, they've been my 20-year past PRI exhibitor, and we all know Carl, Casey's father, what a legacy of engine building they have created. And Personally, I mean, it's a family-owned business, and I'm so excited to kind of hear what Casey is doing these days and uh, manufacturing products now and hearing what's going on. So Jeff's going to help us tell this story, Jeff. Yes, we are. Uh, Judy, thank you very much. Good morning to you and Francis. And uh, I'm equally uh, charged up about today's uh, webinar, folks, because I think that, you know, we're getting an opportunity to talk, talk about the past and bring history of racing and, and racing engines uh, into play. But we're also going to have the opportunity to see what the, the uh, futuristic plans of, of Casey and his organization are going to be and how they kind of fall in line with grassroots racing at its finest. And to me, after having a conversation with him earlier, uh, can't wait for you for him to share his side of the, the story. And we kind of move this thing on down the road because, again, a lot of history, a lot of success, a lot of horsepower, and a lot of ingenuity. Good morning, Casey. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's uh, I'm glad you guys got um, this going, and we got a chance to share what we all got to offer and see if we can. It's just an exciting industry to work inside of. It's kind of like a big family. You know, everybody gets to know each other over the years, and you know, you run into people at SEMA and PRI, and you know, it's 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 fun. You know, part of what's really cool about this industry is it's it's a job, but it's also it's a fun job too. On top of it, so it doesn't really get any better than that. The way I look at it. No, so. you're you're exactly right. I mean, the passion, and you know, it's just like the two folks that are still here with us, Francis and Judy. Um, the passion they have for the industry as a whole. That's the reason why we have the portrait and have great folks like yourself part of the webinar series and, and all our great sponsors. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I love the racing world. And like I said, talking to you this morning, I mean, I got real, just kind of like went back through the hands of time. You might say the pages and started thinking about, you know, your dad and, and the people he helped and the races and, you know, hearing about the power that's, you know, that's being brought in here. And we all were kind of scratching our heads. Well, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Well, yeah, it's up there, you know, far part of the country. But at the same time, he knew how to make engines and he knew how to doggone make them go fast and 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 win races. And I think that's the thing. Tell, so let's let's just kind of start there. I mean, I see a lot of cool things there on your set. I want to get to those, uh, especially that Star Wars piece I told you about that I was looking at in, in the catalog or online. Um, but tell us a little bit of the history of your, your company and, and, and your, the legacy that you're continuing. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we kind of grew up, you know, a lot of engineers that come here from different companies ask, how'd you figure this stuff all out? 
and I'll try to keep it censored because I'm sure you knew Carl Wagner. He wasn't always very censored, but um, he he basically said by wrecking a lot of shit, you know, he wrecked a lot of stuff, you know. So and they figured out the hard way. But when you got to win races, sometimes you got to you know get your butt in gear to figure stuff out. And he kind of ensued the same things on every facet of the business, especially his you know me as kid, you know slap me on the back of the head and say this didn't work you know we got to fix this so um you learn really really quick when something's on the dyno and you got to try to make it work so that's that's some of the stuff that we've done you know we we started out in nascar over the years um all the way back to you know i remember going down to hueytown alabama getting to be with bobby and davy allison and clifford and you know through some of that and getting to go by adam and uh, Richard and Kyle Petty with all, you know, with my work with them and the Labanis. I mean, it was so cool over all the years with that. And then all of our other actually local circle track guys. It's like, like I say, it's like a big family. Um, and when things are that competitive, you learn a lot that you can apply to other things throughout your work. And that's kind of, you know, the way that the shops were kind of done, there's an engine building shop and then there's a, uh, machine shop and I was always in kind of charge of the CNC machine shop um, growing it to what it is today and building up the relationships and trying to make that all work and you know um, we we had to do stuff in a big hurry when it when it comes to you know trying to be competitive and um, doing the best job you can you got to make it when it's racing whether we like it or not you got to make it now you know, to, to stay on top of things and you gotta, you know, you just gotta roll up your sleeves and get changes and try to, you know, you might come up with an idea that you thought was good one week and the next you're like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta make something else. So, um, you know, my dad was always on the, on trying to stay on cutting edge with trying to stay on, on top of what we think, you know, I'm always making things better. So over the years, you know, that kind of progressed, you know, we had the, the LS come into the picture, you know, I had a, uh, 2001 Firebird, you know, that I, I had got my hands on and next thing you know, my dad's got the hood popped on it and looking at his first LS one going, what, what, what is this? You know? And I'm like, that's that motor staying in there right now, dad, I just got the car. We can't rip it out already, but it really didn't last long. And next thing you know, we're, he's comparing, you know, the LS engine platform to some stuff he was involved with with the Buick V8 back in the days and, you know, with Bobby and looking at the similarities and some things and, you know, um, that's kind of like, I don't want to get too off topic, but that's where me and Jeff kind of talked about, you know, the, the history over all the years that progresses through um, all the veterans in this sport. There's been so many guys that you know, have done things over the years that we need to learn from instead of trying to, you know, you know, learn from our past so that we can apply it to the future type of thing and try to do. And we're trying to do that here today and, and things that we learned and, you know, some of the high end racing that we can also apply to the street engines we're building, you know, valve train technology, piston, you know, everything, every facet mm -hmm. of the motor. Trust me, we we look at what we do on the street engines nowadays and then we think man if we could just apply that to more of the circle track stuff but the circle track stuff is evolving in different ways and we have to take people's you know wallet into consideration because it's uh it's expensive to go racing you know it's a it's a certain love of the game that you got to try to be ready to do and 
we're trying to come up with packages that we can make things more affordable for the racers, <clears throat> you know, and do things so that we can keep more guys coming, more fans and doing things on the track so that, you know, we can um, keep it competitive and still give the fans a good show at the end of the day, you know, so that we can show everything. But, um, you know, everything from valve covers to uh, engines, you know, fully built engines are front accessory drive stuff that we've done. We found that out really, really quick in a hurry when we saw the potential of the, um, when we saw the potential of the uh, superchargers that were out there, we were like, man, the, mm -hmm. the front accessory drive is holding some of these superchargers back. So we better do our job and make something that's, that's right. You know, when my dad got, you know, through a few dyno poles back and we were working on some stuff with, you know, Jerry Magnuson there. And um, he's like, you got to fix this right now. Uh, you know, the belt. So we learned a lot in a quick hurry about front accessory drives and belts and um, what we needed to do to try to get these superchargers to make sure that the front accessory drive wasn't what was holding it back so that you could reach the full potential of what these things were capable of. And, and through the years, man, it's become it's it's pretty exciting to, to think that you know for you know under thirty thousand dollars or you know if you want the big stuff under thirty five thousand dollars you can have something that's you know anywhere from a thousand to thirteen hundred horsepower is just crazy you know right. with complete turnkey piece but so what we what we learn um, on the you know on the engine packages and whatnot we're always trying to apply so that we can turn it into something that we can sell to other engine builders or car builders and whatnot and um, try to help them out. So we figure if we went through the, the time and pain of figuring some of the stuff out the hard way, we can save them the headache, you know, so that they can just get their motor built. So okay. sorry if I went off topic a little bit there. <laughs> no, that's okay. I want to I go back to something you touched on and you, you and I talked about again this morning was you know, how you can help people get quality, quality built, dependable engine and not having to spend so much money. You made a comment to me that your company was looking at basically making, uh, build your own engine to try to save you some, some money. If you enjoy building your own engine, have the experience to be able to do that, but you just don't have access to the machine shop and, and getting everything parts pulled together that you can put together a little, uh, I, I mean, basically a short block assembly type deal and you can assemble your own engine. Uh, is that, am I understanding you right? You can get something for somebody so they can actually save them a little bit of labor cost and have the pride of saying, yeah, I built this engine. Yeah. I mean, we look, we kind of did that with the NASCAR spec engine for a while. And I know Joe Gibbs and but they liked it because they could, you know, essentially buy this kit. And I mean, it, to me, it sounded crazy, but I think that's what they said. He liked it so much because they could actually send him home with some of the builders that wanted to do it in their garage and put this thing together. It sounds crazy, but I guess some of them could actually physically put these things together at home, bring them back. And here it is, as, you know, a built engine and they, it was just ready to roll the way we tried to present it to him. So we've been looking at different ways to try to, um, offer that again, obviously takes the right people to do that. And, 
I'm sure everybody in the world can say across all forms, especially in the high performance industry, it's hard to find good people, you know, to try to bring in to do that, to make sure that we can get our own stuff done and also offer that as a service to other people. And then just some of the challenges with manufacturing today, trying to get enough stuff done and on the shelves and, and turned around so that, you know, we can turn this stuff um, quickly because if you can't, I mean, we're hearing all over the industry that unfortunately there was some engine builders that had to, you know, they, they just couldn't get parts. So when you can't get the parts, it gets really, really difficult to make a race. And, you know, in, and it's not just in racing, we get this with all the street guys at some stuff too. And when they want it, sometimes they got it in their head, they want it now. So we're trying to keep more stuff on the shelves so that we can keep those packages. The, the difficulty we're having is we've got all these ideas, all these different things we want to do, everything from, you know, LSs and LT platforms, good old small block Chevys and big block Chevys, but we got some, you know, four guys that have came in here and now next thing you know, I see we're doing some really cool big block uh, Fords that are pulling truck motors, you know, that have been running really well and um, doing a lot of Gen 3 Hemi stuff. Uh, we were just doing some research on a Ford Coyote trying to get some new stuff on the dyno for that, um, you know, just to try to get testing in there. So when it's so diversified, it just becomes, you know, a big investment to have that much different inventory that that's ready to, to do. But I mean, we're getting there. It's, you know, my dad passed away in 2019 um, and we've grown a lot since then. I think we had around somewhere between maybe nine and 11 people when he passed and now we're, pushing just over 35. Um, so we want to try to keep that, keep that growing. You know, you don't want to grow too fast, but we are trying to bring in, you know, it's, it's cool because it's a big team and um, the team all wants to see, you know, us do the things that you can kind of reflect on and be proud of when you see it out there, either, you know, in a hot rod that's going across country doing burnouts everywhere or race cars that are winning races on the track or just happy customers at the end of the year. So trying to make sure we can do our best with, with all that. And then, like I say, with the products that we're trying to work on, we can offer that same help to other engine builders and car builders so that they can, you know, have a little less headache too, as far as, you know, when it comes to just trying to dress up an engine, you know, people, these, these car builds and some of the streetcar stuff are rapidly approaching a half million dollar or a million dollar builds you never could believe it but i'm seeing them more and more and more and when you pop the hood on that boy you better have your a game to try to make sure that that thing really uh looks worth being in that kind of a car because the car kind of has its own each one that all these builders put their heart into you know has its their own whole image per bill and you know it gets seen by so many people that you want to make sure that I mean sometimes if you have god forbid if you have an engine uh issue it's like a surgery I think brain surgery sometimes might be easier than trying to get some of the motors out of these cars so you really really don't want to have any problems well I mean again I encourage anybody if you haven't gone to their their website go to their website uh, for Wagner, Wagner engines and look at some of the things that you've got on display. And it's like I said, that engine right there beside you, I, I accused you of having a Star Wars engine there. But <laughs> I also 
was impressed and you talk about prices of some of your engines, you know, how you're trying to keep the cost down, but give somebody something that they can be proud of. And you got a 750 horsepower big block uh, pulling about 625 foot pounds of torque for what, around 20, 23,000 or something like that, $24,000. I mean, uh, folks, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I think that right there, when you're getting a quality, make, I mean, make the ground rumble type engine to put it back in your car. Um, I think that right there is very reasonable. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, and we do that in ways that we try to share inventory across the board. So that that same forged crank and rods and not the pistons because it's higher compression, but a lot of the parts in the motor, we can, you know, blocks and heads and some of the valves and stuff, we can put more on the shelf, buy more quantity because we try to share it across the board on some of our street engine packages that run well too. But the, the awesome thing is, is, you know, like we can say, man, these, these rods are holding up in dirt modified cars that are, I mean, the first time I took one of our guys, our tuners to the race up in Granby, Canada, um, they came around the first turn and he could, you know, he kind of came into these guys aren't ever going to get this all to the ground and hooked up. And then when they came through the first turn and biting, pulling the front tires off the ground and driving down, you know, straight away with one wheel up sideways, he turns and his eyes are as big as, you know, softballs to me. And he's like, I said, I told you, you know, that these guys are getting, you know, these are, you know, a lot of good chassis out there like Bicknell and some of these guys that are working on this stuff out there, they get them so fast and hooked up. I mean, it, it's been, it's been a new challenge for us getting, you know, back into more of the dirt racing stuff, but it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give the, like, some of these are on dirt vision or flow, you know, it's been cool to watch that. And I think that that means of broadcasting the stuff has brought a whole new thing to racing that, I, you know, now I'm, I'm watching races. I mean, I'll go to dinner sometimes and my wife is, you know, ready to strangle me because I'm watching a race at dinner or something, you know, trying to yeah. see what's all going on at the track, but it, to have that feature, I mean, and you don't get dirt in your beer, you know, so it's like, if you, if you're not, but you can watch all forms of racing and see what's going on. People can advertise on there and um, because there's, there's some pretty good, you know, I, I've watched a lot of asphalt my whole life and coming to see some of the dirt stuff has been cool to see some of that going on too. It's a, it's a huge industry and, um, there's guys really getting after it on some of that dirt stuff, putting on a pretty good show. And, you know, the biggest thing we can do to try to keep that going is try to still keep these things reliable and affordable. You know, we don't want... I got to admit the NASCAR days were always stressful. We would have everybody come to, you know, my dad had a big TV in the basement and a bar down there and the guys in the shop would all go down there and, you know, we'd order lunch and everything. And then we'd be watching these NASCAR races on Saturday and watching all the, you know, be at the Buick V6s or the 18 degrees and SB2s running around. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you're like watching a bunch of ticking time bombs running around out there. You never know if something's going to go or if, if a guy's going to win, you know, and like half the time we'd get through the race, um, you know, even though, you know, somebody might win because somebody had a problem, you still were kind of down on yourself or trying to figure out what to do to make sure that you just don't want to see failures. You know, so yeah. we want to try to make sure we can 
put our best foot forward to keep reliability in there so guys you know can finish races you know and not have to have all the costs because as soon as somebody hurts a race motor man it's it's a big expenditure you know to try to get that fixed and then just to get parts these days to get it repaired so you know that's why we're trying to stay on top of it for get good good quality reliable parts for the industry and and i think that you know covid put a good dent on us all and you know we're recovering well from it now it seems like the industry's healing figuring out ways to work around it and um it's going to get there we just got to do our job and try to plan on what we're going to offer to what series and whatnot and then on the street side of things just make sure we get good good parts good consistent parts that we can count on all the time and you know sometimes you got to spend a little bit of money for that um uh so you know i i hate to say it sometimes you get what you pay for but uh you know sometimes our stuff isn't always the cheapest but we are definitely trying to put in you know good quality stuff to make sure we can stand behind it you know from all facets you know just they probably can't see it on the camera but we always you know use an ati dampener on all of our front drives um we love working with ati and the guys there are good responsive people you know and power master on the alternators and whatnot you know it's it's all of it and then you know whipple hair up magnuson you know whipple's been great to get feedback you know working with on superchargers and whatnot and you know the guys over there just like me we always want to try to do the next cool thing and uh you know kind of got some of that from my dad too where he always want to be doing the next cool thing but at the same time you got to kind of woe up and you know get packages that you can sell consistently before you're you know just always working on the next thing that's never done <laughs> you know you got to get stuff out there that we can sell and offer but you know and we've been offering the the stuff out trying to get um you know this is a head we cnc port um a new uh edelbrock ls7 head that you know they're going to be um releasing some different stuff on that's a really good quality piece that you know we're proud to be involved with and then we've got um you know our our billet hidden coil covers just to dress up the motor everything's there's a lot of billet that goes through here it's by a ton of different everything we do is from solid chunks of billet it seems like everywhere i turn there's more and more billet piles laying around here and the chip dumpster gets filled very often you know yeah. behind me you know like we did you know like 3d cam software and cam you know cad and cam software has evolved so much that it allows us to make really cool three-dimensional billet parts um you know just as simple as an euler valve cover but the way it's all made from one solid piece of billet and you can let the cncs you know do what they do as long as you get all your your fixturing and programming and whatnot um we've been working on our own two-piece billet manifolds trying to get some of that stuff you know designed so that we can offer that up but we've learned a lot there testing it on our own motors out in the racetrack just trying to make sure that they respond and perform and do what they need to do we, we learned a lot this year you know doing some stuff that we did there specifically on dirt so um it's fun you always stay on top of your game with all the different stuff we're working on for sure for sure. Uh, folks, if you're out there, you got a question for Casey, uh, please don't forget you can send it to us and we'll be glad to ask him and he'll
pretty sure he's uh, he's willing to answer whatever questions may come up. But in your opinion, are you are you surprised the resurgence in grassroots racing that we're seeing uh, not only around this country, but really, you know, to a certain degree worldwide? And when you and I, again, we're talking earlier, uh, that you're eager to talk to anybody, any association out there that's looking to do spec engines, you're willing to sit down and help them um, with by doing it, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there's going to be, like I say, it comes into the, the sponsors. Obviously, we gotta we gotta do our due diligence to give the, you know, to give the sponsors that try to show off their stuff, no matter from big to small. We gotta try to make it seem fun for the sponsors too, and in you know, and then we can try to start offering some cost-effective packages that are both durable, and uh, they can try to get a whole season out of running a race, um, and then you know, minimal costs, hopefully on the, on the back end when you freshen it. But, you know, the, some of our LSs, they've been hydraulic roller cams so that, you know, some of the racers are in denial. They don't have to pull the valve covers off and check lash. But I got to tell you, I've seen, um, you know, when you're, when you're pulling the valve covers off and checking lash and doing all the different things you can do, you can get in there and, and screw some stuff up in a hurry just, you know, and when you're turning 8,000, 8,500, 9,000 RPM, whatever, um, you can do a lot of damage in a hurry if you don't put that thing back together right after it got tacked, you know, little stuff like that. So it's like, I almost have a relief when I see if it's just hydraulic, the cover shouldn't come off and it just takes one, one of those headaches away. And we try to, you know, keep that there, you know, it's a little bit RPM limited, that way and uh some guys want that extra rpm so we're working towards some of those challenges right now but um for the most part you know something that you can get that's a reliable 7600 rpm you know sometimes 8000 if, if that suits most people we've got some good packages coming there for the hydraulic stuff and then if you got to go solid you know we got solid roller cam packages that are like what we always used to work on and you know some new stuff that we're developing so um but with with solid roller cost goes up you know so we just gotta get those things all online and try to do a good job at having that stuff on the shelf and still reliable um you know but all in all, yeah, we want to try to get some more packages together. We're working on some new stuff that we're going to try to get done through this winter that we're going to be testing. Um, want to see where that all goes. I, I wanted to do a walk around video here that we just had another guy do on a little while ago. And, and there's a bunch of top secret stuff going on through here that's going to launch next year that I couldn't get, couldn't show that we do for outside people. Because we do contract machine work too for different companies like Harley Davidson and whatnot. So it's, you know, we always try to um, be respectful of what they've all got going on. And uh, they, you know, there's some exciting stuff coming. So otherwise I would have definitely done a walk around because there's always something cool going on around here. We kind of take for granted. A lot of people have been asking us to put up some kind of YouTube channel or do something there. We're just trying to figure out how to do it without letting the cat out of the bag on some different stuff that's going on. Um, but yeah, there's, like I say, there's, there's always some new project, uh, you know, we, on our LT from drives, we, 
found a, a weak link on there that for guys that are trying to make over 1200 horsepower that we're trying to fine tune some stuff on our front drive on that you know nobody had really been there yet but when we found it ourselves on the dyno we're like oh we got to get this fixed and we got a good group of guys you know to get some of that stuff turned around really quick and and we try to you know a lot of the guys here are gearheads at heart too so you know we want to see the thing it's it's just cool when you can see the stuff that you design and house your machine here and then you take it over on the engine dyno and can test it and see firsthand how your stuff's working and then at the end see it either in a street car or race car you know just kind of neat that way but i i really hope that we can learn what we can from all these veterans in the sport um because not all these guys are going to be around forever and you can't take for granted there's a there's been a lot of good people over the years you know, would kill to have my dad still around or Smokey Eunuch, you know, some of the good old boys like that, just because, you know, it's just some of the stories that came out of those guys from stuff that, you know, it was funny, but yet there was always some kind of lesson to be learned, you know, and, you know, the guys like, you know, you that have witnessed some of that stuff through the years and seen it, um, we just got to do our best job to try to pass that on to the younger generations and keep this grassroots stuff going because you know it's it's a cool sport it's an awesome industry we just you know want to stay on top of keeping it so that it's it passes on and not you know i just i see a lot of good people in the industry take their information sometimes i hate to say it it ends up going to the grave with them and you hate to see that when there's such knowledgeable good good people in the industry so we can learn from that stuff instead of finding out the hard way and then grow, you know, to even bigger, better places. Well said, I agree with you on every bit of that. A uh, couple of more things here. You mentioned about your dyno. So you can get stuff dynoed at your place. You, you'll do dyno testing for people and work with them on engine stuff as far as headers and carburetor combinations. Do you have the ability to do chassis dyno at the same time? Not yet, but we are looking at um, doing, we were going to get a chassis dyno and depending on the customer, we might end up having to get each style just to suffice. You know, we were looking at a hub dyno for more of the race car type stuff, just because all the dynamics and the suspension and it's easier to deal with on maybe a hub dyno. So we were looking at the facility to put up here um, in a new building that we were going to move that and some of our fab shop over into there because our CNC stuff's been expanding a lot and we're already out of space in the dad my in the building my dad said we would never fill so it's full and we gotta we gotta put some more machinery in the things that we want to do um we're going to be getting into lightning blocks you know because I know that that's a big thing in the dirt industry um you know not everybody wants to run a, a aluminum block and aftermarket aluminum blocks are kind of pricey so there's you know, lightning comes into play on cast iron blocks just to try to make them a little bit more competitive, um, but yet keep some of the reliability of having a cast iron block. So we're looking at that uh, as an option too. And then, um, you know, cylinder heads is a big thing. Um, we're investing in the machinery and the people to try to help other engine builders, you know, offer more cylinder head porting and manifolds and whatnot into the mix that we're going to try to start pushing on next year when we get some inventory built up to stuff that we know we can 
turn and burn, you know, requests soon so that we don't leave anybody hanging so they can get their, you know, motor, their customer, you know, trying to focus on both street and race is, is a challenging thing for us, but we're trying to make sure that we do it the best way so that, that we can share some of it. You know, a lot of industries focus, a lot of guys just focus on more of the street market and a lot of guys focus on just the circle track or race, you know, in different kinds of racing, there's all that too. You know, when I see all the, I hate to say it, but they're like unicorn truck pulling motors, you know, they're all different. You know, you can't ever get a bunch of the same thing for a lot of these like that really slows things down. So we got to try to, you know, work through them the best way possible. But, um, you know, it's been working out. We've been getting through them and we're trying to get the right people, you know, involved in the company that, um, you know, can push those through the most efficient way possible while still doing our, our day-to-day -day stuff. But yeah, a lot of street engine stuff. I mean, we custom and logo engrave a ton of different valve covers. There's probably a rolling list of, you know, was around 40 to 60, somewhere in there, of, you know, waiting list for people that are getting custom logos on their valve covers every day. Some of the stuff that we've done here, I never would have imagined, but we got some really good guys, you know, doing the, you know, helping on that and doing the machining and then the logo designs. You got a great guy doing some of that. And then he's, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with the customers. So you can really personalize the, the build. I mean, it's just the valve cover, but you see that when you pop the hood and, you know, what it says sometimes or that resembles the persona of the car, it, you know, you can really capitalize on some of that. So we're trying to give the customers that real personalized image and you know do it the best most efficient way we can here so the uh, you know the front drive stuff is definitely something we're trying to people are always calling us asking can you do it for this can you do it for that um we kind of got some you know gentlemen's agreements with some other companies like uh, uh rick love at vintage has been awesome to work with through the years he they do it you know some good kits too on their stuff so you know, I'll try to steer stuff their, their way, you know, for different things that they're really good at and whatnot. But like I say, it's a, it's a big family of, of people and, you know, there's plenty of work to go around. So I think as long as we work together on stuff, you know, trying to do that and not just copying somebody else's hard work, you know, that's it's def so definitely something to be said about, you know, we got, you know, all the guys here are pretty proud of what we do every day and they take that home. So they love seeing the stuff get out there and, and people using it. So they take it real serious. If you see, see, you know, somebody trying to knock your stuff off, say overseas or whatever happens, you know, I see it happen more and more in this industry, but I know, um, you know, like SEMA and PRI are trying to help protect us from some of that too. So um, I can go on and on about that, but, you know, just custom, you know, custom stuff is definitely something we do. We want to eventually turn it into uh, something we can produce over and over, you know, so I, you know, we can't really set up and make one oddball pulley for somebody, but if it's something that shares, you know, platforms with something else that we can offer to other people, another thing we were going to offer up that I mean, like it's been done here for years, 
but some of the racing engine front accessory drive stuff that we did for our NASCAR stuff on small block Chevy for yeah. years, it's just all sitting, you know, we've, we've done it and, you know, very cool stuff that we did back with Joe Nemechek in the days and whatnot that racers today would probably kill to have some of that stuff, you know, it's just easy bolt-on packages that we had figured out for circle track stuff. So we were going to try to get more of that <clears throat> offered up out to the racing groups and um and working together with you know engine builders and chassis builders and whatnot to try to really get some of these packages dialed in so it's you know going to the racetrack and seeing what you know maybe it's me and maybe i missed it but i don't see the amount of people going along to the races anymore to help actually wrench on the cars like i used to it's yeah. it's a little harder to get you know the guys that come and do all the wrench work and the age group is moving up i don't see i don't see a ton of younger guys getting into it and it, it scares me a little bit we got to try to get um i mean I, whatever they're you know doing in drift racing i see drift racing the young mindset and that what they've done there has just been ex exploding with young people it'd be nice you know to see some of that mm -hmm. move over to the circle track industries that are out there and you know showing some of these guys what to do to actually get the people wrenching on their cars you know it, you know we get to work with some of these younger drivers in the industry you know like a luke fenhouse has been a great young guy to work with you know and seeing him up and coming um you know super great family to work with and whatnot and they've been uh great for feedback too and you just kind of learning, you know, to see, you know, Luke, Luke came to my, um, Luke and his dad came to my dad's funeral. And that meant a lot just to see somebody young and up and coming to see what, you know, what, how much they thought of what we're doing and what we're, you know, trying to work with that meant a lot to see. And then seeing somebody young and there's more and more young guys that are in some of these development programs, it's cool to see what's, what could be possible. We just got to do our job in the industry to try to you know, all work together to make that come in line to keep the racing stuff going. So, yeah. Well, uh, Scotty Hackinson has got a question for you, and that is, uh, I know you're into GM, but what about your Ford motors? You know, and I know you touched on a little earlier, but uh, what about your Ford motors? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always the good old small block Ford stuff. We've been the biggest holdup for us on that because we've got quite a few people asking us um, to get some small block Ford 427, you know, what not done is getting the parts, you know, as we're trying to get some um, parts for it to be able to build them. And the coyote stuff is something literally, I think today the guys just came up and they wanted us to try to get a coyote that we did a whole front accessory drive for on the dyno so we can get that tested. Um, so Coyote, we've got a good front accessory drive for that. Um, the Ford stuff, there's already some stuff out there and depending on what, you know, for the, for the old Ford small block stuff that we can use, then we, we've already built some of those. And, you know, I think we are going to get into more of the Fords for sure. Um, we've always done racing, you know, Ford engines. So that's definitely something that we've already done before in the past. But when it comes to street necessarily, if that's what he's asking, um, you know, there's there's always going to be, you know, the Godzilla is the only one out there we haven't 
jumped into. We had looked at it, had, you know, top to bottom. There's some challenges with it because it's been designed to be more of a, a, a you know, truck style engine. There's some things that were real, real specific that make it a little more difficult to making it into a hot rod environment. But I think, I think it will come along. There's definitely going to be a place for it. And we just got to get the time to get the Godzilla package. But I think the Coyote is coming first and then some small block Ford. And then, and I guess, you know, our guys have already been doing some big block Ford truck pulling stuff that's been working out pretty well. So I am not the resident Ford guy, <laughs> you know, here that we got some <laughs> new guys that definitely are and they're big on yeah. Ford. So it always brings some internal fun in. Um, and we've been doing a lot more Gen 3 Hemi stuff too. They've got, those things have a ton of potential, so. Well, Scotty, I mean, Casey, we were talking earlier about what the message needed to be here today. And I wanna make sure we go back and touch on that as we get kind of the end of our session. And that is the door is open there at, at Winter Automotive and Researches and, and, and the idea is if you need help, you're there to help. And you're yes. not there to steal customers. You're not there to do anything but try to create a relationship and let people know if you need cylinder heads, you know, machined, if you need special parts machine, you got a great CNC group. You know, if you want to do some development work, you will do development work. And again, going back and remembering that where you're your organization grew out of was the passion of your father and he's passed that torch on to you and you want to continue to do that and grow it. It sounds like you're doing it in a great way. And as we were talking, remember I told you, I was going to try to come up with something that makes sense, hopefully everybody listening. And that is what Casey's telling everybody and I echo it is never forget your past because that's where you, you get your experience from while you're trying to develop the future. You know, don't cut corners, realizing that people have already gone and done, went down a lot of different paths to have a, a fundamental approach that you should never deviate from. And I think that makes all the sense in the world. Because again, I, you know, I knew Smoking Eunuch. I knew your dad. Uh, I work around Junior Johnson. I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's unimaginable that anybody who made our sport what it is today, who started and, re and really did all this advanced work which like your dad junior was the same way i remember we had a box of carburetors sitting there in the dining room that were cut up beat up drilled up i mean and what they were doing they were doing their aba testing they didn't have flow benches like they do today they didn't have computers that could do something and drill a hole and then that computer tell you oh it did this you had to do it on your own and see what it did if it burned a piston well back to the drawing board and I think that kind of philosophy is what has led us down to where we are today. And I know that technology will continue to move us forward in the future, but we don't want to get away from, from the people who made us great. And in closing, I want to remember one person, just like your dad, you know, rest in peace, Carl, is, is the fact that Ron Hutter has passed away, another great mm -hmm. engine builder and, and somebody who, you know, blazed the path and made a lot of things wonderful in our, sport of NASCAR today, uh, just like your father. So uh, in closing, I just want to make sure everybody realizes that don't miss an opportunity to work with this company and this family, because again, they know how to race. 
Thank you. Appreciate that. Well said, Jeff. Well said. Thank you very much, uh, Casey. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching us today. This webinar has been recorded. It will be posted later on the ePortrait platform and distributed through our newsletters and social media channels. In the meantime, we pushed Casey's product back on the homepage of the ePortrait platform, so please take advantage of it. And for any updates and more information, please visit www.eportrait.com. Once again, thank you very much and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. ePartrade is a digital platform that we've created basically to make life easier in the business community of auto racing. ePartrade, there is no e-commerce. It's literally a connection just like at a trade show. So now, any time of the year, a buyer could reach out to a supplier. When you see a product that you're interested in, all you need to do is click on the request more information and then from there it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the supplier. ePartrade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology. Land speed record holder George Poteet's speed demon rocketed 481 miles per hour at the Bonneville Salt Flats. You don't go that fast without ARP fasteners. There is no way that we could go the speed that we've gone, the number of times we've gone, with a lesser quality bolt than ARP supplies to us. And we absolutely wouldn't be where we were today if it weren't for ARP. When failure is not an option, it's ARP-Bolts.com. We're Performance Plus Global Logistics. Our team of dedicated performance industry and logistics experts get valuable cars and components to the track on time in top condition. We provide expedited logistics solutions for the performance industry using direct routes instead of deferred options and communicate all necessary information to the appropriate resources to meet regulations and ensure a smooth transit and secure delivery, both domestically and internationally. And we exceed customer expectations by providing best-in-class service with an efficient and cost-effective system in place. Contact us today to book your next shipment. You work as hard as your truck, and you have no time for downtime. That's why more truck owners trust Blue Def, America's number one diesel exhaust fluid brand. Each batch is guaranteed pure, so you can avoid costly repairs caused by inferior DEF. Demand America's best for your truck. Blue Def and Blue Def Platinum. Put trust in your truck. With ShopMonkey, we've been able to grow the shop by 20% in gross sales since implementing it in the shop. Everything that we were doing before has been sped up with ShopMonkey. All of our parts ordering, all of our approvals, all of our mechanics knowing what to do next. And I've had friends that are in the trade that own shops ask about ShopMonkey, and I highly recommend it just because of easy use. There's nothing like it with that kind of platform. With roots in the Midwest that date back well before the Model T, Fifth Third Bank has a long history of serving the needs of automotive companies. While much has changed over the years, our passion for helping businesses put cars on the road and on the track has not. Today, we are more committed than ever as a member of SEMA, a founding member of PRI, and a sponsor of multiple race teams across several racing series. 
For over a decade, Fifth Third Bank has been a staunch supporter of our industry and a great partner for many companies in the motorsports field. Our business has been growing extremely fast and really we could not be where we are today without Fifth Third. They provided amazing strategic advice 